All right. Well, good morning. Merry Christmas. This is our <clears throat> Christmas celebration service, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna just have a, a little Christmas focused Bible study today. So um, uh, let's go ahead and pray, and we'll get right started celebrating the birth of Jesus today. <clears throat> Excuse me, Father. I I thank you that uh, you know and care about everything that we are going through. You know the thoughts in our minds, you know the emotions that we feel, and you know the deep things in our hearts. And above all, you love us and care about us, and you desire a deep uh, connection and relationship and fellowship with us. You've created us for this, and we will always feel empty and um, desperate without you as the center of our lives. <clears throat> like a planet that drifts away from its uh, sun, um, we just drift aimlessly until we revolve around you. Your uh, kingdom and our relationship with you is the gravity that holds us close to you and, and uh, holds us in, in orbit. And God, I pray that you'd help us to let go of everything in our lives that distracts us and keep us focused on your love and on what you've done for us, Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> All right. Well, Christmas is the story of baby Jesus. Baby Jesus, right? Uh, Jesus came as a baby. So many times we kind of forget that, uh, but we're going to, we're going to, set our mind on that. And, and a lot of times the world kind of jokes about that. They think that you pray to baby Jesus or something like that. And it's kind of like baby Yoda. He's just a cuter, uh, smaller version of an old wise guy, right? <clears throat> well, it is very important that Jesus came as a baby. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. But first, I want to start out with a story. There was a child from a, from a poor you know, area of town and he has a poor family, and he wanted a bike for Christmas. And so we asked his mother, and his mother replied, Well, I can't afford one, so you'll have to ask baby Jesus. Well, the boy went to his room, and um, he got a sack and a pen and a piece of paper, and he began writing, and he said, Dear baby Jesus, I've been good all year. Can you please give me a bike for Christmas? Then he looked at, at that letter and he kind of, his conscience started to get a hold of his mind and his heart. And he thought maybe it wasn't entirely true that he'd been good all year. So he tried again. He got a new piece of paper and he said, Dear baby Jesus, I've been good for this past week. Can you please give me a bike for Christmas? Then he, you know, he considered again and he thought about it and he said, I, I, he wasn't sure if that was true. And so he started over a third time and he said, dear baby Jesus, if you give me a bike, I'll be good all next year. How about that? But man, as he thought about that, that seemed too hard. So, you know, he just, he kind of put it, on the back shelf for a little while, he went outside to think about it. He went for a walk. And as he was walking, he saw his neighbor, uh, in his neighbor's yard, a uh, statue of 
Mother Mary, you know, Mary, the mother of Jesus. And some people have those statues in their yards. And so so he went over that fence. He climbed the fence and he he stole that statue, tucked it under his shoulder and he ran home. And then he wrote this letter. Dear baby Jesus, if you ever want to see your mother again, give me a bike. I like that story. Babies are a wonderful example of humility. Dependence is another way to say humility. Um, And God, he loves humility. And we're talking, we're thinking about why Jesus came as a baby and was born as a baby. Why did God use this this story to bring his son into the world? Because God uses humility. God loves humility. God blesses humility. God is attracted to humility. And so Jesus came as a baby, you know, baby Jesus. Um, when when babies come, it can, it can sometimes make a big impact in the family. There was a, a little baby that was born and, um, and this baby was just screaming up a storm when he was born and the whole family uh, was was hearing this baby crying, and the other the other older brothers and sisters, um, you know, came and asked the mom, "Hey, mom, where did we get this baby anyway? You know, that's crying so much." And his mother replied, "Oh, sweet boy, this sweet baby is from heaven. We're just so grateful and thankful." And one of the siblings exclaimed, "Wow, I can see why they threw him out." Babies are humble, and they're about the most humble thing that you can be. They are weak. I'm going to give you some words and some ideas that that go along with babies and humility or babies and and dependence. Uh, Weakness, they are dependent. You know, babies need to be cleaned and swaddled. They can't do that for themselves. They can't do anything for themselves, right? They need to learn. They need to learn to receive nourishment from their mother. They need their diapers changed. They can't stay awake very long. They can't sleep very long. They need someone to take care of them during every season of their lives. Every moment of the day, they need someone there to watch over them and take care of them. They, they need to learn to crawl, and then a little later, they need to learn to walk, and then they need to learn to talk. Um, by the way, what do you do, what do you call a group of baby soldiers? An infantry. I could just picture a bunch of babies crawling. It's funny. Anyway, uh, so this Jesus, you know, he eventually is going to be able to walk on water. But he had to learn to walk after he learned to crawl, just like the rest of us. You know, he stumbled, he crawled, he he held on to his father's hand, his pinky, while he tried to walk without stumbling. When God became a man, he came in this humility that we're talking about here. He was small, he was weak. He was dependent. Why? Why why did he do this? Because God loves 
humility. And he's trying to show us that. He's trying to teach us how much he loves small things and things that depend on their father. I'm going to read you my favorite verse. And it's maybe it doesn't seem like a Christmas verse, but I think since we're talking about humility, this is my favorite verse. It's Isaiah 57, 15. And it simply goes like this. For thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and the holy place with him who has a contrite heart and a humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. I love that verse because of the contrast that we see. We see God says, I am high and I am holy and I am mighty. Yet I choose to hang out with those who are humble, those who are small, those who will depend on me. This world and my flesh, we want to be noticed and we want to be those people who can be independent and do things on our own. And that is just not attractive to God. God is attracted to and wants to dwell with and wants to encourage and revive those who are humble and dependent. He wants to lift them up in his hand. He wants to give them grace. He wants to give them help because God is just so much of a father that he loves the whole idea of of caring for his children. He is a good father that always cares for his children. And so this Christmas, I have a very simple, simple exhortation, and, and we have a very short message today. But I think that we need to reflect on how we treat those people in our lives that God has placed in our lives with love and how we can encourage them with humility. Because God loves humility. He loves when he sees someone that he can lift up. And so what we're going to do this Christmas season is we are going to love and encourage and lift up those people who God has placed in our lives. However, you know, whoever you get a chance to see this year, I know this year is weird and has all kinds of stuff going on, but whatever, whoever you get to see, I want to talk for a moment about how we're going to treat them, how we're going to lift them up, how we're going to give grace to them. We can be humble. We can look around us and see someone who we can lift up and encourage. So I'm, I'm going to read this verse to you. First Peter 5, 5 through 7. It says, likewise, you younger people submit yourselves to your, elder, your elders Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. So simple question. Do you know anybody that's older than you? Is there anyone around you that's older than you? Second question, is there anyone around you that's younger than you? How about this? Is there anyone around you at all? Then Peter here encourages us to serve them and to love them 
care for them, lift them up with that same humility that Jesus displayed when he came as a child. Revive them like God says he wants to dwell with the humble and he wants to revive them. I'm so revived when someone reaches out and encourages me. It has such a huge impact in my life. It's like fresh air to my soul. Um, You know, to have a true friend that will encourage me is so amazing. You know, I have so many voices. I'm sure this is very common with all of us. There's so many voices in my head and in my life telling me what a failure I am. That when there's a voice of someone who, who speaks encouragement into my life, that lifts me up, man, it is so deeply impacting and powerful to me. And I'm sure that you feel the same way. We need each other. We need the encouragement from the body of Christ. And so that's our encouragement today. That's our our teaching today is to look around you. Is there anyone older than you? Encourage them. Is there anyone younger than you? Encourage them. And if someone just happens to be the exact same age as you, Go ahead and encourage them as well. I'm going to leave you with four quick, easy ways that you can encourage your friends this week. All of us are weak. All of us are broken in some ways. All of us are struggling. And these are four ways that you can be a voice of encouragement. Number one, encourage your friends, encourage them in their relationship with the Lord. It means help them to see where they can depend on Jesus, where they can be weak and, and confess their weakness to the Lord. That's, that's the humility side of our relationship with him. The second part of our relationship with Jesus is faith. So you can encourage them that Jesus is trustworthy, that Jesus will care for them, that Jesus sees what they're going through and they can put their confidence in in him. So very simply, you can be a voice of encouragement to your friends this week by helping them give their weakness to Jesus and place their confidence in Jesus. That's the first way. Encourage them in their relationship with Jesus. The second way you can encourage uh, your friends or enemies or anyone God has put in your path this week is encourage them with joy. You know, try to be a voice of a joyful voice in their life, being happy with them, happy to be with them, happy to love them and happy to serve them, even going as far as being happy to give your life for them with no thought of anything in return. The third way that you can encourage them is through confrontation. And this is the not so fun part maybe of encouragement, but an encouraging friend will always speak up when they see something getting in the way of their friend's relationship with the Lord. And so this kind of interjection will inspire and encourage them to follow the Lord and to uh, seek the Lord. Uh, But again, confrontation must be done in humble love and in humility, or it's just not going to get through and people are going to get hurt. The fourth way is encourage your friends by listening. And listening can be, um, you know, kind of a discipline for for someone who wants to encourage, especially when you have a desire to quickly uplift a person you're talking to or just, 
you know, get past what they're going through or fix the situation. Uh, listening involves usually taking time to pray and asking God for the wisdom that a person, um, you know, to about whatever this person shares about their life and the circumstances they're facing. All of this encouragement between us, between you and your friends and them and you, what it will do is we will bring this Christmas season into focus. It will bring the love of God into focus in our lives. And I'm going to leave you off with this one last verse where Jesus says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good work and glorify your Father in heaven. See, Jesus says when we are encouraging each other, when we're doing, shining the light you know, there's always this Christmas star that people talk about during Christmas. It, it shined a light over God's uh, sun, which brought God's love. And when we encourage and love and give our, our lives and encouragement to each other, we are shining that same light. And what it does is it glorifies God the Father in heaven. It does. Because that's the type of love and encouragement he wants to give to this broken world that we live in. So, this Christmas, think of first God's love for you, that he would send his only son uh, to be born in weakness and, de- and, and show what depending upon a father looks like. And then think about how we can encourage and care for those who are also humble and even broken around us. And uh, that's, our, that's our time in the Word today. That's our time together today. Thanks for singing some Christmas songs with us. And I hope that your <clears throat> week of celebrating Christmas will be just awesome. And if you need anything at all, please um, let us know. Uh, we're here to serve you and encourage you if you need anything at all. You are loved and cared for. And I hope that um, you feel that and know that this year. Amen. And uh, Jesus, we ask that you would bless us through... Um, this week, and if anyone feels alone, that you'd encourage them. God, I pray that we would be very um, aware of those people around us, how they're feeling, what they think, and uh, God, that you'd help us to um, treasure the, the moments that you give with our family and with our friends. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.